Hey everyone, this is Kurt Mercadante, and whether you're a first-time listener or a long-time listener, I want to thank you for choosing to spend your time with me and our guests here on Freedom Mindset Radio. You know, now more than ever in this turbulent time, it's important to share and spread our message of freedom and fulfillment around the globe. So if you get value from this podcast, I have a favor to ask. If you could go wherever you listen to this podcast and leave us a positive rating and review, that helps us carry our message further around the globe. And if you wouldn't mind, Post a link to this podcast on your Facebook page. Share it on Twitter, on Instagram, on LinkedIn, wherever you're at on social media. I want to thank you for helping us take our message to those people around the globe who truly need it. And I want to thank you for being a loyal listener. Thank you. I have probably thousands of viruses, bacterias, parasites, you name it, around my whole body because you, and you can't see it, you have the same thing around your head. The problem is you haven't been told to be afraid of it. What does the word freedom mean to you? Only you can define it in your life and only you can decide to build the life of freedom and fulfillment you deserve. This is Freedom Mindset Radio. I'm your host, Kurt Mercadante, and we're grateful you're here. And we are live. Welcome, everyone, to another episode here, another incredible interview on the Freedom Media Network. When we come back, we are going to talk about how we can break America's big pharma addiction when we come back in a second. Well, welcome back, everyone. Listen, over the past few months, health Public health has been on the mind of everyone as everyone's been talking about COVID-19, the lockdowns, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And there is no mistaking it, no matter how you want to cut it, slice it, dice it, talk politically, whatever, that the people most affected over the last two months have been people with pre-existing conditions. There was a report out of Cook County from the Cook County Medical Examiner's Office that 92% of the people who died had pre-existing conditions. And if you look at them, they were things like obesity, diabetes, COPD, hypertension, all things that I would be willing to bet if you asked those people before, they said they didn't have because they were what? Taking prescription drugs. Well, I'm happy to welcome today to talk about all of this. Listen, some of you watching right now are going to disagree with what we have to say. You're going to be offended. Good for you. That's fine. First Amendment, right? We're going to talk about all of this. I have Dr. Jason Dean. He's a doctor of natural health, doctor of chiropractic, which I love. He's an advanced nutrition response testing doctor with a mission to help people get well using food as lifestyle. He operates one of the world's largest practices, Palmer Natural Health. Dr. Dean, thanks so much for joining us today. Kurt, thank you for having me on. I love it. I appreciate it. And by the way, just so you know, from a standpoint of me, who has also has a network called Revolution uh, Network, yes. Revolution Health, I love the name of your network, Freedom Media Network. And you and I are just aligned on so many things. So I, I thank <laughs> you for thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. Yeah, my my pleasure. Thanks for coming on. And you know that word freedom means a lot to so many people. We have people on here to, on talking about sales, right? Because if you can sell, you're a small business owner as well. That allows you a certain level of freedom. We talk about branding. I do a lot of branding branding, coaching, helping people learn how to podcast. Because when you can express yourself, right, everything, your business starts out as a thought, turned out as an idea, and your business is the manifestation of that. Um, We talk about certain, uh, we get into policy. We've talked a lot about education and free minds, free markets start with a good education, sound education. We also talk a lot about health because 
Listen, if you are in poor health due to lifestyle choices that you have made, there are certain uh, illnesses that can happen that we can debate or whatever, but that are you may have been born with, et cetera, et cetera. But when you make poor lifestyle choices, you can become a slave to poor health based on those choices. And that's not freedom if you're locked into a cocktail of prescription drugs, as we've seen, that can be very dangerous. So before we get into all that, I always ask, it's on my t-shirt. I ask this of all my guests. It's really the only set question I have. That word freedom, what does the word freedom mean to you? <laughs> That's a dangerous word. Um, I mean, it really is uh, because there's so many aspects of life. So you have mental freedom, health freedom, spiritual freedom, physical freedom. Um, it, it's kind of the whole thing. And so freedom from my standpoint, and we're both probably politically very similar, which, which we talked about, but freedom, I mean, freedom is you making a decision. So you allowed to make your decision, whether it's a physical decision, what you do in life, uh, family decisions, health freedom. And as we're jumping into this topic, let's talk about health freedom, where there's so much stuff going on right now that you're being told what you have to do or what you're supposed to do with your health care. Like, I mean, literally, like, I, and, I, and I want this, this podcast, this webinar, basically, I want this to go for a long period of time, but we have to talk about the elephant in the room, which is we are all told we're supposed to go lock down and we're supposed to like to protect everyone. And it's our responsibility to protect people. Yet I'm in a healthcare space and all the rules that are coming out, the rules I say, it, they're not even based in science. So for example, six foot social distancing, uh, masks, et cetera. I mean, I've talked about it. My wife's have talked about it. Other doctors out there have talked about it. And you want to talk about freedom, the, the freedom to choose your own personal health care, you know, we are headed towards getting over the $5 trillion mark and what we spend from a health care standpoint. And I, 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 I have a hard time using the word health care because really what we have in America is we have a commodity sick care system. When I say that, a lot of people go, what do you mean by commodity? Unfortunately, you're being used, your body is being used in the, in the pharma world of health as a commodity, meaning there are large price tags put on your body, your head every single day for exactly what you talked about, these comorbidities, whether it's diabetes, heart disease, cancer, cardiovascular disease, you name it. Uh, now, there are genetic points. Obviously, 2 to 3%, maybe 5% of life is genetics. But the majority of healthcare is lifestyle. And so I believe we're supposed to have freedom to do anything you want. If you want to go out and drink a soda or an artificial sweetener or eat donuts every day, guess what? You have the freedom to do that. We live in America. We are free people. We have free will. You should be able to do that. However, the people who want to go live a healthy life, who don't want to be vaccinated, don't want to take medication, want to do things naturally, guess what? You should have freedom to do that as well. So honestly, at the end of the day, I look at freedom is you get to make your choices, your decisions in life, whatever that pertains to physical, spiritual, mental health without other people or a government putting something on you. So I kind of think that's how I, I look at freedom from that standpoint. And isn't it interesting, uh, related to what you said, that a, a lot of people during the COVID-19 mess, I just call it the mess, right? Um, <laughs> is, is because crisis leads you to believe that you're a victim of something that was a response by our government to it. But that's a, I, that, that is either a separate topic or not, right? We can go a lot of different ways with that. But, but the people who look out their window and get pissed off 
because they see two 15 year olds kicking a soccer ball in a, in a, in a field. Right. Mm -hmm. And they say, well, those people are putting me at risk because if they get sick, they're going to overcrowd the hospitals. That puts me at risk if I have a heart attack. Right. Well, by the same notion then I should say, okay, well then let me into your house and look what's in your fridge. Let me see what drugs you're taking. Let me, let me look at your calendar. How much exercise did you get? And they'd say, well, why? That's none of your business. Well, no, if we're going down the line of everyone being one another's keeper, right? And we're really concerned about overcrowding hospitals, then if you are unhealthy inside the privacy of your own home and you have a lifestyle that's going to give you a heart attack, well, then you're going to overcrowd hospitals. I mean, people, people do these things without thinking about the long-term precedent. I mean, I think we've seen in the UK where there have actually been people where they have the National Health Service who have called for being able to go into people's homes and see what they're buying and eating because now everyone is interlinked. The healthcare of everyone is interlinked. And I, I think to some degree, certainly uh, the health of everyone is interlinked when you talk about collective consciousness and things like that. Sure. But um, there's got to be a, 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 a realm of personal responsibility when, you know, we have a system that is not quite socialist, uh, is, is not quite fascist, but it's somewhere <laughs> probably in between. <laughs> right. right? Right. And, and, um, 667,000 people die of heart disease every year. Well, now people say, don't point that out because that's not, uh, uh, that's not like uh, COVID. It's not, you know, you can't catch it from someone. It's like, right. But based on the system you've created, the ripple effect of that does affect us all, doesn't it? Oh, totally. And, and, and I'm going to point something out real fast because I think this is fascinating how you started with is right now we've been, we've been in a society the last two months where you talked about the kids outside, maybe kicking a soccer ball. And we're talking about people being outside and people are panicking. Oh my gosh, there's people outside. We don't want, we don't want this to be dangerous. We want, guess what? Right now I have probably thousands of viruses, bacterias, parasites, you name it around my whole body because you, and you can't see it. You have the same thing around your head. When you walk outside, you can take a picture of the air and it would be the same thing. The problem is you haven't been told to be afraid of it. That's the big kicker. You haven't been told that all that stuff is right. We have this in our system. Welcome to planet earth. We have a whole microbiome around us at all times. And so the funny part about this, and I, and I find it humorous. Some people get mad at me because I laugh about it, but I don't care anymore is <laughs> you're only afraid because you've been told to be afraid. Now transfer that into this, into the houses. It's interesting because in the last couple of years, now I'm going to go into the healthcare world. Sure. I get asked the question about health insurance all the time. And this plays directly into these comorbidities, these things that we're getting prescribed for the cardiovascular disease, the diabetes, all these orange pills in your medicine cabinet right now. I have health insurance. All right. I, I don't go to a doctor. My wife is also a doctor. I, I go to my own healthcare office and I get taken care of nutritionally, I get adjusted, et cetera. Now I have health insurance because if something catastrophic happens in my life, whether it's myself or one of my family members, I want it taken care of. Now, what does that mean? That means I'm going to have to spend a $10,000 deductible out of my pocket to make sure their life is saved. And at the end of the day, if I'm saving a life, I'm going to write that check because it's, it's worth it to me, right? That's your family member. However, the, the crazy part is I don't look at it as I should go to the urgent care every 10 days because I have a, you know, a sniffle or a cough or whatever it may be. The problem is America has turned into that world where they do that. And I tell you, 
do you go to your auto mechanic or do you go to Jiffy Lube down in the corner and take out your insurance card to get an oil change? No, you don't, because that is your responsibility to maintain your automobile. It is also your responsibility to maintain the body that God gave you, that you popped up with, that you have. And so the crazy part is our our finances. So for example, I have to spend $7,000 a year for a health insurance premium that I don't even use because I've never needed to use it, right? right. So if I have a problem, I not only pay $7,000 for the year, I don't have to pay another $10,000 for the deductible, right? Why has that gotten so crazy out of control? Because everyone is going to urgent cares and hospitals and it costs money. My, my father-in-law actually used to be a, uh, a finance person within one of the largest hospitals in the U.S. And when he talks about charging $10 for an aspirin, because not that an aspirin costs $10, but they have costs. It's a business. We have turned health care into sick care into a business. And if you folks out there don't think that decisions aren't made on your health care every single day based on finance, you are completely wrong. Every single day in the sick care system, pharmaceuticals must make money to stay alive. And your health care, that's, that's why I say you become a commodity. There's a reason why cancer, cancer patients are worth millions of dollars, right? This is the problem that's going on with America, and it affects everybody. I want to turn it around and say, you know what? If you have an issue... It is not, you have to pay for that until you get healthy before you allow me to have to pay for it. Like, and you're right. People think we live in capitalism right now. We don't. We live in actual socialism. We've been living like that for a long period of time. They call it capitalism, but the bankers, it's again, that's a whole other, it's a whole other podcast, but the healthcare system is completely broken. And that's what you're looking at right now. Well, I was talking to my wife about this yesterday because I'm going to give a shout out to Frank Wells, who's here in Charleston, South Carolina. He's got a company called Holy City Med. And he was talking to me about all of this. Uh, he's also got a medical spa that got caught up in the violence on Saturday night but in downtown. But Holy City Med is basically, it looks like you're kind of run-of-the-mill urgent care center, private urgent care center. However, it's a fraction of the cost. He uh, works hand in hand with some MediShare type programs um, and it's a membership. And mm-hmm. so what he was telling me, he, to- he told me, you know, you can come in for 97 bucks at pop or get a membership of X amount. It's a fraction of the cost and it's based on volume. He's got to get a lot of volume, but he told me what everyone else is charging. I said, why don't, why doesn't everyone else do this? And, and, and we had a longer discussion of healthcare. So we have four kids. My wife and I have four children. We at one point were paying like 17, 1800 bucks a month for health insurance. After um, we moved down to South Carolina and after uh, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it, was passed, we were paying 2400 bucks a month. Now we had a higher deductible because my wife was pregnant and we we're like, just in case, right? Yep. After that passed, we went to a lower deductible. We were still paying 1700 bucks a month, I believe, with, but still had a deductible high enough that she went for some Mohs surgery to have some growth removed or, you know what I mean, precancerous uh, things removed. Yeah. And it was still 1500 bu- oh, no, $3,000 out of pocket. So it didn't matter that we had the insurance. We have since gone to Christian MediShare. We pay $505 per month. And I had this talk with my wife and I had this talk with Frank. 
about the programming that goes into our head, the programming of, I need it to be safe just in case something happens, yada, 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 yada. And I explained to my wife, I said, listen, I, and, and I used to be in the lobbying world. I, I, I lobbied within the healthcare world. I lobbied within the food world, which is interesting, which we can talk about. Sure. And the lack of what everyone thinks things are science that's going on, right? The interesting part is, you know, I, I tried to explain to her, you know, insurance companies may not like single payer, but I sure bet they like a mandate because you force people to go into it. And so people will say, well, that's capitalism. Well, no, I would say that's more fascism, right? Now, single payer is socialism for those keeping score at home. Fascism is government pairs <laughs> with private business in order to, to, you know, and so people don't understand that, that you're a chiropractor. I go to a chiropractor every, every uh, week. Our family does. We get a family rate for our chiropractor to go every week or two. And it is a fraction of the cost the entire year than if I went to have just a set of labs done over a half hour period at my local doctor's office. Why? Because there's a free market, right? Because mm -hmm. many chiropractors, depending on, on insurance, don't get covered by insurance. And so what do you have to do? You have to compete, right? Um, so that programming, the programming that's in our minds, even for us to go to MediShare, uh, we've researched that more than anything we've researched in our mind, right? Because in the back of our head, there was the programming of it must, it might not be safe. What happens right. if you get stuck? There's got to be more to it. I told Frank, I said, that sounds good, too good to be true. Like, what is it? He explained it. No, it's not, right? So can you talk a little bit about the programming that goes in our minds that we're all terrified? Oh, we got to go on uh, on Lipitor, which I was on for nine years. I haven't been on in 12. We got to go on. on. You got you got to go on statins or you're going to die. You have to go on this or you're going to die. And it's that program. You got to get insurance or you're going to die, right? Is it, is it a big pharma thing? Is it a government thing? Is it, is it all of the above? Uh, is, it, is it a society that wants an easy button where it's like, I don't want to go for a walk and eat a salad, so I'm going to take a pill? You're gonna make me go down roads that you're 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 gonna make you got me going there. You're gonna make me go down roads that I don't know if your audience can handle. So so I will sugarcoat it the best I can because on my podcast I won't sugarcoat it, but I want to be careful. I don't want to hurt. I don't want to hurt your audience. Now, this is a problem. The programming up here starts from day one, right? Now, keep in mind, this goes back This goes back a long way. This actually goes back to World War II. This goes back to Nazi Germany, okay? And if they want more information on that, I won't drop it all in their head today, but they can go over to my podcast. They can watch that where I drop it a little bit more. I'm a little more hardcore, obviously, but it starts there. Then what happened is the Rockefellers took public health. They stole it. They wanted oil. They wanted all their, the stuff they're making money on. They wanted that involved so they could patent everything. Now, the programming from there goes up here. We created what are called labels, all right? I think one of the most dangerous things on the face of the planet in healthcare is having a diagnosis. Why do I say that? Because when you go in and you get something, you get all these tests run, and I have not, not, no problem with tests being run, but then they say, you, whoever, John Doe, have, you have, you have, cardiovascular disease, you have cancer, you have diabetes, you have whatever autoimmune, it does not matter. But what happens is 
they're labeling a bag of symptoms. All right. I mean, an autoimmune, let's use autoimmune, for example, because autoimmune is the biggest trash pail garbage can diagnosis in the face of the planet. Meaning it's what everybody uses now because they don't know the symptom bag is getting too big to where they don't have labels for it. Okay. The problem is if you tell somebody as a physician, because unfortunately in America, we put, we put physicians up there slightly above God. God's here, and we put physicians up here, right? And I say that as a doctor. I am a physician, but guess what? God is above my pay grade. That's why I listen to the body. I want to know what the body's telling me because it was created much stronger than my mind can go over, right? But this God complex, okay, well, we looked over your tests, and you have cancer. You have cardiovascular disease. Now that person takes that and they own it. And that is one of the most dangerous thing. And this goes into the placebo effect too, because I know we were going to kind of touch on this is when you tell somebody they have something, that person can start manifesting those exact things because keep in mind, 60 60 to 80% of diseases today are psychosomatic, meaning you have it up here and you start creating it in your mind. Okay. And a lot of people are like, Oh my God, he's talking woo woo. No, that's that. That's provable. That's scientific. There's studies that have been done on that. They've, they've had knee surgeries where they took half the people and actually performed the surgery. They took half the people and did nothing but poke a, essentially the knife into the skin, pull it back out. And when they got done and they followed those patients, the ones who never had the surgery actually healed faster than the ones who had the surgery, which should blow, that should blow your mind. So going forward, the programming goes so deep that that person now owns that. Now, when you're in a membership type practice, and I'm going to kind of jump from that transition into what what we do and what others do. When you're in a membership practice, it's almost like going back to ancient Chinese days. And and I, and I don't have the exact word, wording on this, but basically the way healthcare used to be in the Far East was a physician was not paid until they got the patient well. Now, that's the complete opposite mirror of what we have now, which is a doctor gets paid over and over and over again to try to get you well, versus how would we operate every single day if we had to get somebody well and then we actually got our, 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 our check per se? Now, I don't necessarily want that because we live in an economic society right now, but the mindset of that in a membership practice, what I want to do, and we kind of have that, I don't have it fully like a functional medicine doctor will or MD does, but there's actually surgical centers out in the, out there now that are actually, they'll charge you basically a couple thousand dollars to have a surgery because they don't have all the insurance. This insurance monster absolutely forces doctors to do things that they do not want to do. Did you know that one of the biggest retirement industries right now is medical doctors? Because they can't get out of the system fast enough. And the ones who are not retiring are going into these membership practices because you know what happens at the end of the day, people want to just feel like they're being taken care of. They want to feel like someone cares. I mean, I hug my patients. Like my patients come in, I hug most all my patients or shake their hand or whatever it is. Like we're a caring practice. Other practices, even MDs, the ones who are in these membership practices, there's a care that comes with it. And people are willing to pay maybe a monthly thing because they know that that physician, that nurse practitioner, we are, we are doing, we go home thinking about you. We want to make sure you're well every time you come in. And I will tell you, that's how it started. It started off as this monster where they put that label on somebody who gets sicker and sicker and sicker, 
we're taking the label off of people and we're saying, you know what? Your body has a natural ability to heal. You have a God gifted, you're a God gifted creation. Whether you believe in creation or not, doesn't matter. Something puts you here. Your body was created to heal. Let's find out why it's not. And then let's send your body down the road from a standpoint of prevention at all costs. Because once you start doing that dietary needs, you fix your kitchen, you will fix your healthcare. Hmm. It, it's it going down the road of the placebo and, and thoughts and, and thinking and the importance of that. Um, you know, and, and you brought up the, the arthroscopic knee surgery. Uh, there's been a couple, I think over 20 years, there's been a few, a few tests like that experiments. There was a, there was another one that I read about. Um, I think Dr. Joe Dispenza, yeah. uh, he, I don't know if he, he writes about it. it it's, uh, where there were some, there were two groups of, of seniors and they took one group and they put them in a room and everything in the room was from the 1940s. Hmm. So it was like they were 20 again, only TV shows, albums, music, everything, uh, even the decor. The other group had everything of today, right? And a lot of those, uh, they entered with back problems. They were on walkers. They had, you know, they were elderly. They were 70s and 80s. Right. Coming out of it, the group that was in an environment that made it from their 20s, so of like the 1940s with albums, came out without walkers. They came out stronger as if they had gone back in time. There's another example, I think it was some firefighters, where they did a test of having them focus on their biceps for a certain amount of time per day and, and, and basically visualizing their bicep getting stronger. And they tested it against a control group of people who lifted weights. And the group that just thought about it, I think there was a 30% increase or something in strength. So this stuff isn't, this isn't like science fiction. This isn't crazy stuff. This is actually happening. Uh, Dr. Andrew Weil, he was on the Joe Rogan show and he, he mentioned that, um, you know, this, this, this penchant now for, <laughs> uh, just over prescribing and drugging up our kids while they have a disorder. Oh, they're stressed. They're in college. Well, guess what? You're in college. Stress was part of it for me too. So was drinking myself into oblivion. Like, right? What, what, you know, what was the what was the thing there? He said that these antidepressants, these power powerful drugs that people are putting people on. He said he mentioned something like fifty to seventy five percent of the placebo. That's what the benefits are being shown, and so our minds, right? And this is what you're talking about. Our minds have the ability to be our own alchemists. It's interesting that I. It's interesting how things come together. So this morning I'm reading Charles Fillmore. I don't know if you're familiar with Charles Fillmore, but I know uh, the name, but I don't, I don't know the works. I and know the name though. He talked about germs. Mm -hmm. And one thing that he read this morning, which is you just said this, and it's like, well, this is crazy that I just read this this morning about germs and viruses in our body, like you said, and our thoughts activating them. Mm -hmm. um, can you Can you talk a little bit about how that, beyond, uh, well, you mentioned psychosomatic and how you activate those things. Um, is that a combination? So let's look at COVID-19. Sure. So is that what you're saying there is that, yes, it existed and that we blew it up? Uh, does that also, where also does the fear and stress and anxiety come into play with that? Is that just, is it just making a, a cake of, of, of worry and stress and, and, and sickness? Totally. So yeah. So the first thing you have to do is first of all, everyone turn off your news, uh, turn off your televisions, turn off everything media. Their job is to put you into sympathetic 
overdrive. Now, what do I mean by that? You have an autonomic nervous system, auto meaning automatic. It works for you. Your body is supposed to, your body is supposed to heal all day long, you know, goes back and forth healing, you know, not fear, but you're supposed to be in this all day long where you go back and forth. When you, when you stand up, you go into sympathetic overdrive or sympathetic nervous system, meaning fight or flight. Okay. That means if a bear is coming, you're not going to stick around. You're going to hightail it out of there. Right. But even standing, there is slight sympathetic rise. Right now, when you lay down, it's called parasympathetic, meaning, um, rest and digest. Okay. So when you're laying down at night, you're supposed to heal. You're supposed to heal more at night. Now throughout the day, you have levels going back and forth. That's called homeostasis. That's where you're supposed to stay. Okay. So this is also where the programming comes in. So Yes. Was there a COVID-19? Yes. I've heard as many and I've read as much as there might've been even a couple forms of it. And there's a whole conspiracy about some of that stuff that I don't know is fully true or not fully true. There's definitely something. Okay. There was something there. However, by the way, every time I hear a conspiracy theory and I'm like, Oh, that could never be. Then, then I find out like there's an asteroid. Like, did you see that today? An asteroid heading toward earth. And I'm like, well, maybe it's all true. I don't know. What the hell do I know? (laughs) Totally. And, but the other problem, the other thing is, is, we have this thing called pleomorphism. Okay. Now you're going to, I'm going to throw a name out, whether you've heard it or not, no big deal. Uh, Antoine Bichamp. Now Antoine Bichamp, long time ago, 17, 1800s, I believe uh, he talks about the blood. Now he talked about how viruses, bacteria, parasites, all these different things that are in your gut can actually change. So yes, you can have a bacteria change to a virus and then back to a bacteria. Now, the problem is people say, well, I've never heard of that. What about this germ thing? What about this germ theory stuff? Well, Louis Pasteur was able to knock Antoine Bishop out of the way because Louis Pasteur was being paid to find disease, to create the germ theory. I will tell you, if the germ theory were correct, everybody on planet Earth would be dead. So if you walk into a room of 20 people who are all coughing, sneezing, hacking up a lung, whatever it may be, and then you walk out and you keep going on your day and you don't get sick, you just disproved the germ theory because why didn't you get it? Why didn't you have it come in? Now, you can go into the whole placebo thing of, oh, well, well, you have um, the psychosomatic thing. Now, psychosomatic comes from a standpoint of we have a lot of trauma in our lives, obviously. So some people have a little bit more. Some people have a little bit less. Have you ever noticed the people who have a little bit, little bit less trauma in their life, whether it was as a kid growing up or maybe an abusive marriage, whatever it may be, or their parents didn't like them, something like that. They tend to get sick more. They tend to maybe get like a little more clumsy, et cetera. That's psychosomatic versus you have some people who are just doing great in life and they didn't have a lot of problems. Keep in mind, you have a psychosomatic going up and down. Now that ties in to the pleomorphism. You add a emotional situation. So most of Americans, we have a mental health crisis that's out of control. And that's a whole different thing because we're drugging them to death. That's the whole psycho, uh, psychotropic drug issue, which I've been on before. And I had to save, we had to get my life saved from those things because they're so dangerous. But you add all this together. Now the media kicks in, right? The media kicks in and says, Oh my God, stay inside. We're all going to die, right? Millions and millions of people are going to die. What they did is what they do every single night. This is why you turn off the media is they kick in your sympathetic nervous system. Now, every single day for the last two months, 95% of Americans and probably across the planet have been hard into sympathetic overdrive, meaning they feel like the black bear is chasing them down the street. 
Hmm. You can only carry that so long before your adrenals become completely exhausted because they're kicking out adrenaline, kicking out cortisol like crazy. Your thyroid starts just getting beat up. Next thing you know, your pituitary, your hypothalamus, the brain is going into complete overdrive. And then people are like, why am I exhausted? Now, the brain ties to the gut. Now this whole pleomorphism thing turns in. Okay, so if you're if people have had, okay, I have strep throat, right? Well, everyone has strep throat. Okay, just like everyone has cancer cells in them right now. The problem is, or the good thing is, your body is in homeostasis, meaning it's handling it. Your strep level stays down low, and you don't test for it. But once that sympathetic overdrive kicks in because of the news and the media and everything else, now all your viruses start morphing into bacteria, which start morphing into parasites, back and forth, back and forth. Now your gut is completely destroyed and going completely out of control. On top of that, we're getting, we're getting scared, so our comfort food is carbs. Now you're dumping in carbs and sugar and all refined everything over and over and Dunkin' Donuts and stuff like you name it, right? Now you're feeding the gut, which is completely out of control. And then we wonder why we're getting sicker. And then we go, oh my gosh, I'm depressed. I have anxiety. I'm freaking out. I'm panicking. Then you go into your psychologist or psychiatrist. They tell you the same thing, like, yeah, you're right, you're depressed, the world is, gonna, the world is going down because they're depressed themselves. Then they put you on a bunch of medications, and now you see exactly what's been happening in America for the last 50-plus years, and that is why people are sick. Hey, everyone, this is Kurt Mercadante, and I want to thank you for being a loyal listener to Freedom Mindset Radio. You know, in this chaotic time of coronavirus chaos, it's so important for people to have a process to define, create, and live their lives of freedom and fulfillment. I lay out just that process in my Amazon bestseller, Five Pillars of the Freedom Lifestyle. And in light of this turbulent time, I've dropped the Kindle price of my book to $4.50. That's a more than $2 drop in price. I do this because I truly believe that this is a process that will help those who need freedom and fulfillment now. Perhaps it's you. Perhaps you have spent the past five years, 10 years, 15 years trading away your freedom and fulfillment for a false sense of security and a toxic job and a lifestyle that doesn't fulfill you. And now you're realizing that security was an illusion and you want your freedom now. Go to fivepillarsoffreedom.com right now. There, you can get chapter one of my book absolutely free, and there's a link to purchase the book. As I said, we have dropped the price to $4.50 for the Kindle version of my book. I know the five pillars of the freedom lifestyle will help you define, create, and start living your freedom lifestyle now. Thanks again for being a listener. I wish you a day a week, a year of freedom and abundance. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I thank you. And, and, and by the way, we're, we're at the halfway point now. So I do want to express gratitude for everyone who's joining us on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn. If you want, go to freedommedianetwork.com, see all our great content. We're going to take this and break it up into a number of topical articles over the coming weeks. We're going to put that out. Dr. Dean, since we're at the halfway mark, tell everyone, where can everyone find you and download your podcast? 
Definitely. So you can actually head over to a couple different places. So uh, you can find me on Facebook all the time. Actually, my personal page is one of the best places to find me. It's just Jason Dean. But my website is revolutionnetwork.live, revolutionnetwork.live. You can find my podcast. It's tied to that there. It's also on iTunes and Stitcher, but also a blog. And uh, you can sign up for the email list, which I also send out updates to everybody. And I go live pretty much six nights a week uh, at 9.30 at night. And so you're always going to find out the latest information, what's going on, both healthcare, but also usually geopolitically as well. Awesome. Great. Thank you. And we, we have a wonderful content from Ken who says this all borders on conspiracy mindset and the COVID-19 lost me. I agree about the body self-healing abilities over prescribing food, gut relationships, natural medicine, and the power of the mind. But this interview sounds more like a lead up to an infomercial. I'm out. Well, I can assure you it's not an infomercial. We're not <laughs> selling anything. Um, but that's fine with me. We always, I always love getting those types of comments. Um, and I, and I'll tell you, you know, when people are programmed to believe certain things, I was, as I tell people, I was a fat ass for a long time and I was a con, I, I was very unhealthy. I would go with my friends to the local burrito thing and they, I would get the free, uh, uh, like the free hats and balloons by eating the two and a half pound burrito, right? I would do all that stuff, mass quantities of beer, all this stuff. And about 12 years ago, I write about it in my book. There were days where I had anxiety attacks so bad and the pain was so bad in my stomach, all going up and forth where my hands were, were numb and tingly that I wanted to die. And I told my wife at one point, it was, it was kind of a, a psychotic experience where I told my wife to get the kids out of the house. Now, the trigger event for that specific piece, I had been on Lipitor for about eight or nine years. Well, my dad had high cholesterol. Well, Kurt, you have the genes, so you have to go on it. Now, no one said anything to me about, of course, they said, well, eat more whole grains, do this type of thing, but it was more take the Lipitor and you'll be fine. Um, I, at the time, was having these stomach issues, and I went into urgent care because the stomach pain got so bad. Now, I had a ton of stress anxiety attacks, all that, which triggered some of this, I believe. I went to urgent care. The guy spent, I don't know, five seconds with me and said, you have irritable bowel syndrome. Put me on, um, can't remember the name of the drug, bento. Bental? Bental or bento, right? Okay, yeah. Um, now, I was training for a half marathon at the time because I was going to get healthy by through chronic cardio and eating more bread which, right, that sounds really great. Well, I, one day I could go for a long run, and then the next day I went for a block and was extreme, red in the face, sweating, and having these neurotic thoughts of crazy thoughts. Well, it kept happening, but, and there was no rhyme or reason. Why is this happening? Like, why is this happening? Well, I, what, what could possibly be? Well, I'm on Bentel. So I started looking up. Wasn't on the pill bottle. I started looking up these stories online, and then I talked to a relative who's a doctor who said, oh my gosh, yeah, red as a beet, dry as a bone, mad as a hatter. That's what we said in, in, um, in medical school. So I went to another doctor. I said, what's this? They put me on a lighter one. It was bad. Shortly thereafter, I read a, uh, an article by Rob Wolf, uh, who writes about paleo. It was on Tim Ferriss's blog. And I said, that's me. I went on it. I'm carnivore. I eat bacon. I eat eggs five times a week. My doctor told me I'm in the best, I have the best good to bad, to, for lack of a better term, ratio of cholesterol he's ever seen. I've done the opposite. So to Ken's point, I listened to the quote unquote conspiracy theorists, right, about all of this. Now yeah. in the past few years, I've added on meditation, turning off the news, all these things. And you know what? It works. All that to be said is there's a lot of people 
I think the word conspiracy theory, the term conspiracy theory has been used now to say anything you don't agree with. Now, I want to get to that as it relates to censorship. And, you know, you said we, we put doctors up as gods. Well, unless I guess they disagree with the WHO. Right. right. Um, but let's let's focus a little bit on 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 some of these things that we're told that we have to do. Let's yeah. focus on on statins. statins. So cholesterol drugs, right? is one of those many drugs that's the blockbuster drug on which the drug companies make a killing. And so can you talk about cholesterol, why it's a wrongheaded notion that this is the lifesaver for everyone and maybe what you've seen in terms of some of the damage and that it could actually be due that it could actually do. Well, I would start off, I, I can go so many places with this because one, by the way, phenomenal job of being mostly carnivore. And I know you talked about paleo a little bit before yeah. when we got on and that's fantastic too, because it's all good ways of eating. I like to combine, I personally am a more carnivore keto mentality myself. And I will tell you, it took me to the next level of health. But I always tell people, if you're combining anywhere from the carnivore to paleo lifestyle, along with a little intuition, meaning if a food makes you feel bad, stop eating it. If a food makes you feel good, then you probably should be doing pretty much more of it for the for the most part. But carnivore will take you to a whole different level. And I will tell you the same thing. You know, conspiracies were the, the term conspiracy theorist was actually created by the CIA for anybody who questioned anything. So for people who love to jump on the whole your conspiracy theorist, great. Cause guess what? I just got proved out the last eight weeks because I've been I've been preaching about vaccines for 10 years. And the funny part is in the last eight weeks, everyone all of a sudden turned around and started agreeing with us because the crazy Bill Gates was talking about vaccines and everyone's like, no, I don't want that. This sounds too crazy. This sounds too fast. So that's a whole other topic. But conspiracy in healthcare really almost starts with the heart. Now statins, I ask a question on statins. And whenever somebody comes in to see me, I ask them, what is your brain made of? And most of them don't necessarily know because we haven't been educated in health necessarily, but your brain is made of fat. Your nerves are made of fat, your cells. So you have whether it's billions or trillions of cells that everyone says different things, right? Every single cell that you have in your human body, every you're made up of cells. Every single cell, the outer structure of the cell is made up of lipids or fats. Now we're being told that we need to get our cholesterol down under 200 specifically. And if you can't get it under 200, we're going to dump a statin on you. Okay. Now one of the primary side effects of statin medications is muscle weakness. Now, what is one of the most important muscles in the human body? Oh yeah, that's the heart. Why do we have people dying of heart attacks left and right, the ones who are actually on statin medications? Now, I'm gonna tell you to do the exact opposite of medical doctors. I'm gonna tell you, eat more fats, eat more high quality red meats, not crappy quality, not hormones, steroid infected, everything else meats. I'm talking about good, pastured meats, grass-fed meats, wild game, etc. Put more fats in your body, butters, coconut oils, olive oils, real stuff though, not like the margarine, not all that different stuff. And not trans fat crap. Not trans Cheetos, fat, right? yeah, no fried, none of the fried stuff. And if you're gonna fry something, use a coconut oil because obviously it doesn't do the same thing as like, you know, mar by the way, margarine, margarine is not yellow. So if anybody doesn't know this, Margarine is one of the worst things you can eat. It's actually plastic. Okay. It's a form of plastic. It's actually gray, but
but they knew that you wouldn't buy a gray piece of material and put it in your mouth. So they spray painted it, they colored it yellow so you'd buy it. Now, the kicker is, I will tell you, the majority of the patients that I see, especially the ones who have actual cholesterol problems, or when I say cholesterol problems, I mean they're, they're down, right? They're, they, they, their doctor has them under 200. You know what's interesting? They start having cognitive issues, meaning they're not thinking really well. They, they don't have clarity. They, they're forgetting things. Next thing you know, you have dementia, Parkinson's, Alzheimer's, right? We actually start adding carnivore in. We start adding good fats in, the keto-type mentality. We also start adding in real salt because they've also been told to come off salt because their blood pressure might get too high. And the funny part is when we do the opposite, these folks become healthy again. And I actually see people cholesterol-wise, sometimes total cholesterol 250 plus, who are literally doing amazing. They're going out, they're, they're active, they're running, they feel better than they ever have in their life. And keep in mind, we also have a hormone issue in, in America, meaning people's hormones, whether it's men with testosterone, women with estrogen, progesterone, all these different things they're taking, one of the reasons, now there's several reasons, I won't go into all of them, um, plastics is one of the big ones, but the other reason is you've taken cholesterol out of the life. You've taken fat out of the life. A precursor to all your steroid, all your hormones is cholesterol. You must have cholesterol for your body to work. And if every single cell in your body is made up of a structure of fat, you might want to keep putting in, you know, when, when we do construction on a house, we do have to start with, you know, plywood, two by fours and nails. So you might need the same thing on building the structure of the human body is you might actually have to put those things back in to keep it maintained. And so, yeah, one of the biggest medical myths out there is that fat is bad for you. And there's actually, you can go look this up. So anybody who thinks I'm talking conspiracy, you can go Google this right now. And it's not just, you won't get some random offsite website. You'll get Yahoo, you'll get CBS, you'll get CNBC, all the quote unquote fake news. Now there was an article published, I believe in the fifties or sixties. And I believe it was out of Harvard university. There was a study done that actually showed that cholesterol in a high fat diet actually increased health and that sugar was actually bad and it actually decreased health. But what happened before that article was actually published is the Harvard scientists that did it were actually paid, I think around $50,000, $60,000 at that time to reverse their findings. Hmm. And then they published the article. And that was the beginning of our sugar society. And, and, and you know, it, some of the studies that come out now that purport to show meat is bad, if you delve into the study, they didn't study how many people were eating meat regularly who were eating hamburgers with bread right. and fries on the side. So you got to take that into account real quick because there's a couple other topics I'd love to move on to um, is uh, you talk about good fats, mm -hmm. vegetable oils. Why should we stay away from vegetable oils? There's a lot of reasons, but I will tell you the first one, and obviously this, this is my baseline, okay? Mm -hmm. The majority of them, you're talking about corn, canola, you're talking about soy and others, okay? Most of them are genetically modified. Most of them are polluted with glyphosates and all that different stuff, and I know we have different topics, but those are the biggest reasons you don't necessarily want to do those, and they will congest the entire body. Your lymphatic system will, will shut down. You will also create problems within the cardiovascular system. But genetic modified foods is one of the worst things we can put in our body. And glyphosate is, I mean, they, Bayer Monsanto just lost a multi-billion dollar lawsuit 
against um, Dwayne Johnson at the, at the time, the guy who actually had, uh, I believe, lymph- lymphatic cancer because of the glyphosate. So that's the prime, that's the primary reason. There's lots of other reasons, but genetically modified glyphosate oils will literally destroy your body. So you mentioned vaccines. Um, and now I'll probably get us banned, right? Um, <laughs> but that's what I want to talk about. Now, you can say that they're freaking out because, you know, it's akin, well, this is what they say. It's akin to screaming fire in a crowded room, right? Why is there such an overt effort to silence, ban, and censor people who express ideas on vaccines that aren't... Um, Fauci approved, or do you know what I mean? And uh, we, we've seen, listen, whether you agree with it all or not, whether it's the pandemic movie and all this, I've seen people freak out about that content more than they would if someone put a full pornographic movie on YouTube, right? Why, why the, the freak out of censorship when it comes to certain topics, such as, namely, vaccines, well, combination one is the freak out is from the healthcare world or sick care world because quite honestly, it is their number one biggest, most profitable product out there. So they have a lot of money involved and obviously we're limited on time. So I'm not going to dive into every little aspect of it because we'll it's have obviously- to have you back because there's a yeah, lot of topics. Yeah. You, can, you can spend hours on this one alone and, and you can go to my video channel and, and you can check out stuff with Dr. Tenpenny and things like that. But obviously, and they're being sued right now. Every single pharmaceutical company is being sued by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. Uh, over this exact topic. They have no liability, by the way. So if your kid is injured with a vaccine, you have no recourse. Now there's other channels, but basically there's no recourse. But also this is the issue. We've been told a giant lie throughout our life. And I will tell you, I'm going to, I'm going to come to the other side here because I have, I'm, I'm specifically on one side of the vaccine issue. And a lot of people know that. And a lot of people can go watch my information and get that. So I'm going to take myself out of this because I want to be unbiased for your crowd right now and explain to them that I'm not coming from a radical viewpoint. Okay. I actually feel bad for the people who have been sold into this world of vaccines are gonna save everybody and they eradicate diseases. Because at the end of the day, I understand you wanna help people. Like, I, I get it. Like, even pro-vax people, their, their ultimate desire is they want kids to be healthy, right? It, it, that's what it is. Like, and that's what, that's what ever, even, even the people out there who are creating vaccines, like when I, when I talk about sinister vaccines, I'm talking about people at the very top who are making these decisions, even the Fauci's of the world and others, but the scientists that go to work every day, they actually want to help people. They want kids to be healthier. The problem is the science has literally never been done and I'm actually going to have on probably within a couple of weeks, a friend of mine, Gerald Ruiz, who was a former pharmaceutical sales rep, and, and he can give you even more information on it because he knows the science behind it as well. But you cannot, you have to basically sit down and go, what is in these things? Now, yes, we want our kids to be immune from diseases. We don't want them to get sick. But then that also means changing their lifestyle because you can't send them to school with a bunch of junk food and you can't send them to school with a cell phone in their face all day long and expect them to be healthy, right? We have to change things. But you're talking about things like aluminum. You're talking things about like formaldehyde, polysorbate 80. You're talking about genetically modification foods. You're talking about glyphosate. All goes into them. 
So that's the whole reason why they can be damaging. But from a standpoint, why is it such a hot topic? Because they've made it a hot topic. Why? So I ask you, if if someone like myself or someone else who doesn't want to get their child or themselves vaccinated, why is it such a big deal? Well, they're going to go, we need herd immunity. Completely untrue science. That There is nothing to back herd immunity through vaccines. Now, you will get herd immunity, and I believe uh, it was Sweden with the whole COVID thing. Sweden and Japan, I believe it was Japan, um, both of them didn't get vaccines. They did not go into lockdown. They actually went out and hung amongst themselves in crowds. And guess what? The least amount of deaths, the most immunity. That's true herd immunity. When you actually get people being around each other and circulating this virus or bacteria, whatever it may be, that's a problem, right? That's how you actually get herd immunity. But the problem is you literally have this, and this is perpetrated by the media every single time. And the media is run by pharmaceutical companies. Look at all the, look at all the drug ads that are being run. But you have one side saying you must do this, and they get everyone to believe in it. And then you have the fringe, us, who are going, wait a second, this is a problem. I don't want to do this. You're good to do it. I'm not telling you you can't vaccinate. I'm just saying what I want to do. And it really, truly, ultimately comes down to the freedom of health choices or health freedom, meaning no one should be telling anybody what they should be doing. And ultimately, if you tell me, I don't even have conversations with people any over anymore because if you come at me telling me how crazy I am and that you need to read the science, I will turn you back around and say, no, you go back and show me where the science is because guess what? The study on vaccinated versus unvaccinated has never, ever been done. And until you do that study, you have no platform to stand on. Is it is is the big issue the crap that they're putting in the vaccines versus say an inoculation? Um, the reason I asked that is I, I listened to a uh, a separate interview with Judy uh, Mikovits, yeah, where she said, "Listen, I'm not anti-vaccine, but I'm I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. I'm anti all the crap that they put in the vaccine." And I think Kennedy has said some of that as well. Uh, I'm reading Matt Ridley's book right now called How Innovation Works. Overall, it's a good book. And he talks about kind of the history of inoculation. And my wife and I were talking about it. It was very kind of very simplistic, right? Mixing some blood with some smallpox and putting it in people and allowing. Is is that not the issue? Uh, uh, Like a pure inoculation? Is it more of everything they're mixing it with? Where I I heard Mikovits explain that basically what they're taking and putting in a centrifuge and just throwing other, hey, let's... Do this and let's throw this. Is, is are they two separate issues? Yeah. So and so I'm gonna I'm gonna probably throw something out here that a lot of my viewers don't necessarily know or probably haven't heard because I come down so hard on this. Is yes, you could probably create a vaccine that has obviously not the ingredients that are in the current vaccines, and you could probably create a safer one. Now, I still personally am not in that camp because you also have something called homeoprophylaxis. And a lot of people don't know that word. And that's the homeopathic administration of all these things we talked about. So the DTAPs, the MMRs, the polio, all that different stuff. And those actually show the same titers and that someone can be immune to the same things as the vaccine. So the big reason that so many people get fired up today is two, well, it's actually two reasons. One is yes, the ingredients. Obviously, the ingredients are insane. Um, they cause a lot of problems. I see it every day in practice. But also, just like me, it really comes down to health freedom. For example, 
if you don't want your kids to have something, so what? So we talked about statins earlier. So why isn't everyone on a guaranteed man- mandatory statin? Why don't we have kids on preventative statins already, right? Mm. It's the same thing. Now, obviously, some people are going to say you can't call the heart the same thing as a disease. Well, I can show you science, go to my website, where you can prove that these did not eradicate diseases. So yes, could you probably create some sort of inoculation of some type that could work without all the other junk in it? You absolutely could, but it still doesn't mean that you can force it on people because at the end of the day, health freedom. So yes, get rid of the toxic stuff, make some good stuff, make some stuff that will actually help parents, but also allow things like homeopathics or homeoprophylaxis uh, mm-hmm. to be there too, because at the end of the day, not every parent wants to go down that road. So yeah, it's a totally complex question, but yeah. you're right. Absolutely. They could totally make something safer. They're just not choosing to. It's a, my wife went in with, uh, with our, our, one of our kids, we, we homeschool our four kids. And so we don't go through the whole yearly got to get this and got to get that. And, right. Oh, well you got to get the, and it was the whooping cough vaccine. You got to get that. It's mandated. My wife's like, by who? Oh, it's just mandated. <laughs> just mandated. And she said, you know, it's mandated. Uh, and she pointed to a local school. They had an outbreak where all the kids got it. My wife said, well, let me ask you a question. If it's mandated, why was there an outbreak at the school? Exactly. Of course, the nurse couldn't answer it. Um, <laughs> so, all right, we have five minutes yeah. and I'm going to come at this. I'm going to come at this next question Um in a way that is, we need we need a lot more time than this. But quickly, radio frequencies. Mm. Uh, obviously, there's been a lot of talk about five G, and I'm going to mention five G, and people are going to lose their shit, right? And oh my gosh, right? <laughs> yes. But let, let's broaden it, not just five G. And I'll have you back. We'll do a whole thing on. Sure. But radio frequencies. I'm talking not just five G but Wi-Fi next to your head while you're sleeping and all those types of things. What do we know? What kind of impact do we know that has on our bodies? The problem, honestly, especially when you talk about 5G, is we don't know the impact. And that's the Mm. biggest issue is you can go out there, uh, you can go to YouTube right now, and you can look up the, I believe it was the FCC um, conference or seminar, whatever they had a, a few years ago, at the White House, I believe it was, or at the Capitol, wherever, in Washington, And not only there, but I think they had a congressional or Senate hearing where the people from the companies, the Verizons of the world, the AT&Ts of the world, they were asked point blank, do we have any science or research on this 5G or beyond? And they said, no, we don't actually know what's going to happen, meaning we are the ones being experimented when this gets rolled out. Now, deeper than that, radiation in general, right? Now, we know the cell phone companies have done this research a long time ago. You cannot get access to it unless you go ask for it or find it on like the deep dark web because they don't, when you go get your new phone, they don't give you the science. They're not going to give you the science. Okay. They're not going to tell you and they're not going to give you the science, but what it does is it actually messes with the oxygen levels and our actual blood cells, right? So you can go look at this as well. And I always tell people, not because I don't want to give you information. I try to give you a base general version of it. And then I want you to go look at it for yourself because you can't, I can't change your mind. It doesn't work, right? But I can give you information for you to go look yourself and then you'll take that knowledge in and then it will be yours and that will change your mind or not change your mind. However, when you put people, they actually take blood samples, right? Flowing blood under a microscope and they, they subject them to different radiations, even our 4G that we're on now, the LTE. And as you go up higher, it actually clumps the blood cells together and pulls oxygen out of the body. Now, on top of that, our brain 
runs on a frequency. We were not designed to be taking all these radio waves. And you've heard of, um, not microscopic, but uh, the, the waves, okay, mm -hmm. millimeter waves, very tight together, right? You're getting bombarded all day with them. Now, as we go down with frequency, okay, if you go back to like just radio waves, like you're listening to a radio, those waves are nice and long, right? So they're, 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 there's a good space between the waves. They're not affecting us necessarily, obviously, like we're talking about now. But as those waves get tighter and tighter and tighter, and then they pound us all day long, that will actually force your homeostasis out of balance. And now you can actually start potentially growing tumors because what's happening is the body's trying to fight something. It's trying to fight the radiation. Your, your nervous system, your immune system has kicked into place. The problem is it can't beat it. Hmm. And so over a period of time, it goes out of control. We have irregular cells. It's called cancer. And we start developing tumors in the body. So ultimately, a very long subject, very short, is we were not designed to take on this type of radiation. We definitely were not designed for 5G and maybe 6G. Um, there are healing waves. That's a whole other thing. But you have to protect yourself. No matter what, you must protect yourself. There are ways of doing that. But be very cautious. Stay away from the Bluetooth as much as possible. Stay away from, don't put it up here. Um, stay away from all these things as much as possible because they will cause problems in the body long-term. Well, we got to have you back to talk about <laughs> some of the ways, preventative plants, uh, the, the patches on your phone, sure. uh, you know, the, 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 um, what are they, the, the meters outside on our homes I've heard are, are bad as well. Dr. Dean, it has been a pleasure to have you on here today. And before we go, I want to urge everyone joining us. Thank you, everyone. We had a ton of comments, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, LinkedIn. If you're watching this archived or if you're watching it right now, before we go, please jump in. Let us know your name, your city, your state, your town, where in the world you're joining us from. That helps us not only spread this out, but, but just shows where you are and builds that global community. Um, and then, Dr. Dean, I want you to share once again, where can everyone find you, find your solutions, find your work, download your podcast, all that good stuff. Yeah. So my website is revolutionnetwork.live, revolutionnetwork.live. Uh, you can also, the podcast is there, but also you can go to iTunes or Stitcher, look up Revolution Network, Dr. Jason Dean, it will pop up for you. Also YouTube channel, same thing. Um, and there is a uh, email list. You can go, you can go to my personal Facebook page. So my personal Facebook page, which is the one I get most traction on is literally just Jason Dean. You will, if you see my face here, you will not miss it on the, uh, on Facebook. Uh, I am at my friend capacity, uh, but you can follow me and you will get my lives every single night, six nights a week, basically. And uh, you will get all my rants and everything else. And I hope you can handle. <laughs> Sorry, everyone. We, we seem to have lost the, uh, the internet connection there. Um, We'll see if Dr. Jean Dean is able to join us again today. The, the internet has been crazy ever since the COVID-19 lockdowns as everyone's on Zoom calls and doing these types of things. Listen, if, if he is able to join us, wonderful, he'll come back in. But for everyone else here today, I want to thank you so much for joining us. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Dr. Dean. I ask everyone, I urge everyone to visit Dr. Dean, Revolution Help, um, Revolution Network. Uh, and please go check out our content at freedommedianetwork.com. We have stories up there right now about Russia and China and the efforts to fan the flames of discontent in America. We have uh, articles on our education system, sales, branding, and more. Thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Kurt Mercadante. This is the Freedom Media Network. Thank you so much for joining us.